right-hand corner of the homepage and get that done with ProFlowers and ProFlowers.com. If you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Now in their 18th year of business, Bennett Equipment is your premier source for equipment rentals, sales, and repair, including on-site. And thanks to you, Bennett Equipment will open a Seneca location by midsummer. They're the go-to dealer for Takeuchi equipment and the largest scaffolding supplier around. Serving the upstate, western North Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. Online at BennettEquipment.net. If you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Okay, let's do this. As we go into the world of the haters. Don't be hating. Just living the dream. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter in the cut it. Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Play. He is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. Oh, chuck. That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. <laughs> you chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values are all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Hey, good afternoon on this Wednesday, 14th day of June. It is 2017. We are safe. We are sound. Here inside the Blue Ridge Security Solutions studios at 105.5 The Roar. Excuse me. Jam-packed in every sense of the phrase. And why not? Daniel Shirley joins us coming up hour number two. We've got a former Tiger set to make his major league debut in about five minutes from now. Give you the details on that coming up on the show. Some college football to get into. A lot of things going on in terms of the offseason. Some movement happening. We'll get into that as it pertains to uh, college football coming up in today's show. And uh, also your phone call, 654-7627, 654-ROAR. If you want to play the NBA Finals leftover game, we can do some of that. As we really didn't talk a ton about it yesterday, maybe two segments at the very beginning and also at the very end. And so many people trying to put into context where LeBron is, what Steph Curry is, and we all like to to rush to judge uh, both of those uh, standout basketball players. And maybe we'll do some of that today as well. Six five four seven six two seven, the phone number six five four Roar. If you want to talk with us, also on Twitter. At Roy Philpot up in Milstead, and uh, also on the text line 9861566. Sunsplash now, maybe not later. Some storms expected to roll through the area. At my house last night, I-, I live kind of in this corridor on the side of a cul-de-sac. I'm not at the very end, but it's like this little corridor where there's a little valley that goes through my backyard and then on down with the next three houses. If you're looking out of my backyard, out of my back door, in the backyard to the right, and it just it's like a little valley that goes down. It must have had, I don't know, two or three inches of rain in the span of about an hour and a half last night. 
And at one point, every tree on my property was bent sideways because it was so windy yesterday. And it was like this one supercell that just popped up and it didn't go anywhere. And it just kind of wobbled around for about 90 minutes. It was brutal last night. And I think we're going to get kind of the same stuff today. It's that summertime pattern that I happen to be very fond of. But it was a little scary at times yesterday. I have to admit that. How are you doing? I am just so good today. Glad that you survived the uh, the storm of the century last night at your at your abode. Did did, did it do the same thing over in in Anderson at your house? You know, it did not. I was uh, I was on my little bicycle down around the eight uh, Highway Eight Eighty Eight area there, which is probably not too terribly far from where you're talking about, and uh, I saw it. But I've learned to uh, I've learned to go the other way. So. I dodged the raindrops last night. You're a smart man. Now, I had that kind of storm two nights ago where I'm sitting. It's, uh, you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, sitting on my couch, uh, trying to take my little 15-minute nap. And I, I've, got a, I've got a metal roof on my front porch. So I'm really, I was right just inside the front door. And I'm like, what is that sound? It's, it sounds like chains dragging on the road. Mm-hmm. And looked outside. Lo and behold, one of those little pop-up storms. So I look on. I look on the on the map. It's it's like a a pin drop on the map directly above my house. It was crazy. It wasn't raining anywhere else in Anderson, right over my house. So I love, that's what happens this time of year. I love the uh, summertime thunderstorms. And I know technically it's not summer yet. I guess that's in about a week. But <laughs> you couldn't tell it by being outside today. It's no, warm today. It is warm. And that instability, I think, uh, creates the, the the possibility of uh, thunderstorms where you got the humidity coming in and it's hot and it's all, you know, it's already almost 89, 90 degrees. Uh, so we expect some of that later on today. Anyways, I'm not here to talk about the weather, obviously, as much as I would love to. I, I would love to spend the next three hours talking about summertime patterns, global warming, the threat of hurricanes. Uh, the polar vortex and how it's the end of humanity. I would love to do all of that. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're paying me to do here in this little show. So we're no. not going to do that today. We will talk some sports. We will talk some Clemson sports. Football in this hour. Daniel Shirley in our next. And also Daniel Gossett right now, who is set to make his major league debut for the Oakland Athletics in about three minutes. 24 years of age from Lyman, South Carolina. Got the call up after being named basically Oakland's minor league pitcher of the year. He was 3-3, three and three, the 3.41 ERA and 11 starts this year for the AAA affiliate over in Nashville. And he finally gets the nod in the big leagues. And what a day and what a next couple of minutes, I guess, it's going to be for the South Carolina native, uh, Goose Gossett. I, I, I believe I called his debut at Clemson back in the day, and I certainly... I uh, called the majority of his starts uh, here in Tigertown and is always fun to talk to, uh, always uh, kind of giving with his time and, and, and a straight shooter. And I'm excited for him. And I can't imagine what it's like to have your dream come true in a matter of minutes, something that you've waited your entire life for. It's like what we talked about with Deshaun Watson being drafted number 12 overall by the Houston Texans. He waited his entire life. He left Clemson early. And then you finally hear your name called, and you, you, you can't believe it for Gossett. It's a couple of years in the minors. Was the Oakland uh, was the Oakland Athletics second-round pick back in 2014. So he finished his Clemson career. It's been in the minor leagues for, what, three seasons, and now gets the call today. So it's not even like the NFL draft where you know Deshaun Watson's going to play this fall, assuming that he stays healthy. In baseball, you get drafted. You hope for the best. You work your way up the minor league system. And as treacherous as that can be at times, you hope that your name is called and you hope that you're good enough. And finally, today, Goose is. Can you even put yourself in his shoes for two and a half seconds to think what he's feeling out there this afternoon down in Miami? And that's who the A's are playing. A's are terrible this year. They've been god off on the road, too. But can you imagine being Goose and making your first start in the majors today? That's uh, That's got to be just overwhelming. It, it would be for me. Now, if you're a pitcher, you have to learn how to control your emotions or you wouldn't get to the point oh, I, where I, you and are. I could do that for a yeah, second. I, I'd be a basket case. Walk into a huge uh, Major League Baseball park and and would and would probably have knees shaking when I took the mound. Uh, <laughs> hey, mascots, watch out. Milstead's got the ball. Well, I mean, you know what it's like? <laughs> I mean, because 
think about it. Traditionally, when a guy makes his major league debut on the mound, it, it, it's kind of a it, it usually doesn't go that well because there's there's nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you follow anybody when they make their major league debut, and Vegas comes out with the line, the team that starts the pitcher making his major league debut is usually a pretty significant underdog, as are the Athletics today. Now, Oakland is just lousy on the road, so that's part of it as well. But typically, it doesn't go that well. Like, if you get to the fifth inning and you're not trailing by four runs or more, that's considered a pretty successful start. So for for Daniel Gossett, uh, you know, that that's what you're hoping for today. And we're about to find out uh, exactly what that looks like. First pitch at 12-10 between the Athletics and the Marlins down in uh, sunny South Beach in beautiful Miami. But typically speaking, when these guys, even if you are in the minors for a couple of years, or when you make your debut, it doesn't traditionally go all that great. So uh, nothing but the best, and we'll see exactly what it does. And I, I think it'll be kind of fun on the show to follow what he's doing to see if he can kind of get out there and, and maybe quiet the bats of the Marlins. Remember, you got... Uh, uh, the, the slugger, uh, Juan Carlos Stan, I, golly, I forget his name. It just it, it jumped out of my brain. But he he's hit four of the five longest home runs in this decade. It's a guy that absolutely mashes. I mean, he, he's hit a uh-huh. couple of balls almost 500 feet this this season. Are you surprised that, uh, that Gossett's already in the majors? I am, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, he was. I think his last year in Clemson was 13, maybe, 13 or 14. Right. So it hasn't been that long. And maybe the fact that it's, you know, it's Oakland, they have nothing to lose. So you might as well trial by fire with some of those guys. Maybe right. it has a little, but yeah, out of all the guys who've taken the mound at Clemson, I'm, you know, nothing at all against him, but he, he, he doesn't was, jump off the page to me, you, I guess you, is what I'm politely trying to say. Well, I mean, out of high school, mid 90s fastball. And for him, as he went through his Clemson career, it was a matter of can he command his other pitches uh, in in a a 2-1 count, in a 3-2 count? Does he have the stones to be able to throw the curve and to be able to locate that pitch when he absolutely had to, as opposed to just simply, uh, you know, going up there and throwing, throwing flames? which I, I think out of high school, that's kind of what he was known for. Mid-90s fastball, he's going to do a little bit of that, and, and then could he develop a repertoire, you know, a, a sense of slider, curveball, change, and then be able to throw those pitches at, at any count. And over the course of his Clemson career, I thought he got better, but when he left, he, he, he kind of left thinking, okay, the potential is still there, but I'm not 100% sure that that was realized here for whatever reason. Yeah, He was kind of the Friday night guy. They put him in that role. You thought by his final season he would just go out there and be dominant. And honestly, in his final year, I think it was Matthew Crownover that was more consistent probably than what Gossett was. But the upside, you know, to kind of counter your point, I, I thought was always higher than anybody that was on this roster in terms of pitching during that time. And this is this is 2012 to 2014, not the best era in the history of Clemson baseball. But he has gotten off to a pretty good start in the minors. And so, you know, that's something to consider. 10-6, and six, the 2.69 ERA. Last year, pitching at three levels, Class A, Double A, and Triple A. Uh, the strikeout-to-walk ratio was very good. And again, he was named the, the Minor League Pitcher of the Year in the Oakland A's organization. So he was on deck, for lack of a better expression, mm-hmm. uh, to make that leap into the majors. And... Uh, Oakland's already batting right now on the top of the first, and Gossett will be up, obviously, in the bottom of the first when Miami comes up to the plate. But interesting, too, he's facing Edison Volquez, who uh, hit or had the uh, lone no-hitter this year in Major League Baseball uh, about a month ago. I guess it was three weeks ago he, he did that. So he's facing a guy that's kind of been on fire despite a 3-7 and seven record. So that's another compelling uh, deal as far as this game goes. So anyways... Uh, Gossett should be on the bump here in probably about the next 10 to 15 minutes. And I think it'll be fun to kind of keep track of what he does today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Second round of the 2014 draft uh, by Oakland there. So he is, uh, yeah, 2014 is correct. And honestly, I'd forgotten that he was a burnt tie grad. Right. So He was. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on there. Speaking of college baseball, we mentioned yesterday Charlie Barnes, the first overall pick in the fourth round. 
And then later on, I believe it was in the seventh round, Chase Pender, center fielder, ends up being selected by the St. Louis Cardinals. And so now he has a decision to make, and you would imagine that he is bolting for the professional ranks as a seventh-round pick in a very good organization. right? It's, it's one thing if the Seattle Mariners pick you in the top ten rounds. It's another thing to end up in St. Louis or you know with the Cubs right now or some other organizations like that where you know they've got their – They've got their uh, ducks in a row. And so I, I would expect that Pender probably has played his last baseball at Tigertown, too. Yeah, probably so. And then you've got, uh, there's still three or four more, Williams and Crawl and uh, some others that are expecting to, to get drafted today. So keep an eye on that, too, as we go through the show. Good stuff. Six five four seven six two seven. The phone number. Do want to talk some college football today. Do want to wrap up the NBA Finals today. So if that's on your mind. We continue to field those phone calls and also some of the comments coming in on Twitter as well, and we look forward to doing that. The more I've read about what LeBron has accomplished, the more I'm willing to downplay some of that today. And I, I'm very happy to do that. Just a, just a tidbit. And maybe I'm even willing to downplay a little bit more of what Golden State has accomplished in further researching some of the all-time great teams that we've tried to compare them to over the course of this incredible run of the playoffs in which they lost just one game. So perhaps if upper management uh, will encourage this kind of behavior today, and I don't know that he will, we will attempt to go down that road at some point in time additionally. Uh, just to make sure I understood you correctly, you're going, you're going to downplay? I'm going to downplay basically Le- everything that's happened. LeBron James is accomplished. Okay, Correct. well, yeah, I encourage that because I'd love to see this uh, tell here. I'd like to hear this. That's just a fiasco waiting to happen in your mind. Yeah, I, I will not participate in that foolishness, but I will listen and have my popcorn ready for your crazy talk. Well, it is semi-crazy talk. The more that I've kind of tried to dig deeper into what Cleveland is going to do, the more it sounds like actually they may try to make a run at a guy like Paul George. And honestly, I didn't realize how young Paul George was. I, I don't know why. I thought that he was more of a veteran player. And I, I think if that happens, then we've got maybe a different conversation going into next season, potentially, which is something I think I'm begging for because I need somebody to compete against Golden State right now to at least be more competitive than what we saw in these finals. So I, I let me set the table today with some of that, and, and we'll see what happens. We'll see where it leads us. I did uh, one little non-relevant NBA tidbit that I read this morning. You probably realize this. I did not. Do you know? Can you tell me why J.R. Smith is the most hated Cavalier in in uh, in the Golden State area right now? J.R. Smith, the most hated Cavalier in the Oakland slash Golden State area, right? He was wearing his shirt for the majority of the finals. Very odd that he would have a shirt on. Right, he shot thirty five percent this season for the Cavs. He was god-awful in four of the five NBA Finals games. It's hard for me to imagine why anybody at Golden State or as a fan of the Warriors would despise J.R. Smith. Well, J.R. Smith with uh, 15 seconds on the clock and Golden State with the the game firmly in hand up 12. J.R. Smith. Oh, I know what this is now. J.R. Smith dribbles down to the corner. Let's a three-pointer fly. Oh no! That flushes. That makes the uh, the final score uh, Golden State by nine. Oh. You, do you know what the line was in that game, Roy? It had to be like ten or eleven. It was nine. It was nine. Yeah, so it nine ended up being to, a push. It was nine to nine and a half. Oh, so a lot of wow. people had nine and a half. So that meaningless shot. Oh. Flip. Uh, Vegas estimates millions and millions of dollars flipped on that shot because they went from covering to now either a push or not covering, depending on what you had in that game. Had no idea what the line was. Uh, I I didn't see it before that game either. I had no idea what it was. The crazy backdoor cover. Oh, man. That's the worst if you're involved. That's an all-time bad beat, especially in the NBA Finals. So you're you're a big – I mean, just put yourself in those shoes. You're a a big-time gambler, but also a Golden State fan. You you pick – Oh, Golden State at home to close it out, to win by nine? Of course. I mean, we've dominated them at home. Yeah, of course we're going to cover nine and uh, or nine and a half. 
So you you put a you put put a couple grand on it. You're so confident, and then you have the emotion of, well, we just won a world championship, but I got to find a new place to live because I just lost my house. <laughs> that's rough, right? That's that's rough. That's why you don't gamble. That people. is exactly why you don't gamble. Thousand percent right. Six five four seven six two seven. We're going to talk some college football, more NBA. Give us a buzz. Let's touch base. We'll do that and a lot more. Don't forget Daniel Shirley coming up hour two. Your phone calls and a lot more coming up next. I'm George Jeffries, local GM of Metal Building Supply. As part of Mesco Building Solutions and MCI, we're the Southeast premier supplier of metal building components and pre-engineered building systems. I invite you to come by our showroom at 1500 Elrod Road in Piedmont to talk with us and let us show you how Metal Building Supply can help you with your building project. Whether it's a 30 by 40 for your shop or 100,000 square feet for your business, we have over 40 years of experience to put to work for you. You know, if you're a sole proprietor, your company has several hundred employees. Kiwi Financial advises on small group retirement plans. If you already have a plan, the independent financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group will do a comprehensive review to get you a more efficient plan to help save money and improve your returns. Discover successful business strategies with Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Give them a call today at 654-5043 or go online at kiwifg.com. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special, get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discount supply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Have you ever looked at your carpet after a cleaning and thought, man, what is that gunk and residue they left behind? Do you worry about the harsh chemicals that cleaning companies use that could harm your loved ones? Well, worry no more. Zero Res is the standout carpet cleaner brand you can count on. Their patented no-residue cleaning system leaves no man behind on your beautiful home. Call today at 864-588-7300. Zero Res. Spell it backwards or forwards. It's the right way to clean. Phil Pot on WCCP. I'll do my job. You people better start doing yours. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, first hour continues. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott, 654-7627. The phone number, do you want to talk some college football? And uh, some more on the NBA, including the, the latest on what happened with Bob Stoops. It's so freaking weird, I think. And by the way, Daniel Gossett, uh, not on the mound as of yet. Oakland with a couple of runners at first and second, the top of the first inning. Gossett set to make his Major League debut as soon as that frame uh, comes to a close. We'll keep you updated on what he's doing, the former Clemson pitcher. And uh, good stuff happening today down in Miami. Uh, for Clemson baseball in, in a certain sense. And we mentioned the draft as well in our first segment. Daniel Shirley coming up in about an hour from now, too. Uh, the, the stuff on Bob Stoops, I think, continues to get stranger and stranger. Lincoln Riley has now been interviewed a couple of times by a couple of different outlets. And I want to breeze through this, but I think it's worth mentioning because I, I still don't feel like we understand what big game Bob was thinking when he decided to step down from Oklahoma about a week ago. Lincoln was actually on the CBS Sports Network, which is what we have here uh, at 105.5 The Roar. And, and by the way, it's been an enor- enormous upgrade. I heard Walt yesterday say, man, I, I was listening to the show, and this is a massive upgrade compared to what we used to have with Yahoo or Sporting News and these other garbage networks. He couldn't, yeah. be, he couldn't be more right. Correct. You can actually listen to CBS Sports Radio, and I, I enjoy it uh, whenever you know somebody's not on and I'm just tuning in. I, I enjoy it. Do you enjoy it? All but one of the shows, yes, I do. It's I, which show? I, which show? Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. No, I want to know which show. I'm not a Rome fan. You know? Oh yeah, which you is like typical Rome. for. Uh, I I'm in the majority there. The DA that's on before that covers when Quack uh, and Kelly are not on. Very good. He was he was a former night show that they've moved to there. I really like him. He's very very sensible. Has has good information, um, and. Yeah, I and, and then there the the night guy uh, that comes on after Walt now Ryder. He's good. Ryder than you. Yeah, he is. He's he's good. Fair on the so, bench, I think. When the guy's yelling, I I don't know how his voice still exists. Yeah, it, if it wasn't for the voice, he he's he's actually 
got has good information. Yeah. It's just I, I'm just kind of annoyed by the voice, but I'm sure there's people. A lot of people say the same thing about me. Hey, it's all right. Just right. annoyed by the voice. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with me as well. I'm not a big fan of Jim Rome, but he's only the single most successful host of a sports talk show in in the history of the industry. So he must be doing something right. <laughs> so I mean, who are we to badmouth a guy that's you know just signed like a ninety million dollar contract? Good grief. I mean, to tell me you can make that much money in this business, absolutely insane. Anyways, Lincoln Riley was on Tiki and Tyranny, which is probably not my favorite show, but he was interviewed about how quickly the news broke that Bob Stoops was stepping down in Norman. Remember, this happened about a week ago, right as we were getting off the air, and it was just stunning. It was June 6th, and here we are. Bob Stoops decides just almost on a whim, it felt like, that he was going to step down from one of the premier coaching jobs in the country, having won a national championship back in 2000, having won 10 Big 12 titles since taking over OU, and kind of resurrecting that program from the dead. It came out of nowhere. And so Lincoln Riley was here on CBS Sports Radio, and he talked about how quickly the news broke and he basically said, quote, it was sudden. I don't know how long stepping down had been on Stoops' mind. I think it's a little bit more to I think that's a little bit more to him. But we've had a lot of talks over the years. He knew I wanted to be a head coach and he knew I wanted to learn from him and be able to bounce things off of him. So a lot of great talks, but you just never ever imagine something like this. We had a visit a few days before, and I knew there was a chance that might be possible. And yeah, each visit got a little bit more serious. And I found out officially three or four hours before we had the press conference. So when it happened, it happened quickly. At what point do we really discover what the reason is behind this? To be able to step aside in early June is astonishing. And it sounds like that even if Lincoln Riley knows, he's not going to reveal why he did it. But that he was just as shocked as the rest of the country was. To the point of, yeah, they met a couple of times. He didn't think it was serious. And then finally he finds out the day of and is like, oh my gosh. And in fact, the press conference was called so quickly that he didn't even have time to get his parents in to be able to go to said press conference. I I still wonder what's going to happen when we finally discover what the real reason is and then where Bob Stoops is going to resurface. I just saw this article this morning containing these quotes, so I thought it was relevant. This is a guy that was in the college football playoff two seasons ago. This is a guy that had everything working in his favor. Plus Baker coming back. Sir Baker Mayfield, your boy. Sir Baker. And the Don't ever refer to him without the word sir to begin. That's who he is. Sir Baker. Sir Baker Mayfield. Sir Baker Mayfield. Of Oklahoma. Remember that guy when he was running around the Orange Bowl at halftime in a 17-16 lead against Clemson? And he's kind of pumping everybody up. And the OU crowd's going just bananas. Remember that? Remember that time he got hit so hard he thought he was Batman? (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yes, I do. I I do. Because he he doesn't remember. (laughs) Well, well, he woke up looking out of his ear hole there. Incidentally, Oklahoma never scored another point in that game after he kind of, you know, just trampled around the field down there uh, in sunny South Beach. I need one out-of-the-box reason from you on why Bob Stoops did what he did. Because when I read this quote, I'm convinced now more than ever, there is something much more to this story. Something much deeper to this story. And I'm convinced now more than ever that he's going to pop back up somewhere else, probably before the end of this decade. I just know he is. Just like I said, yes, uh, that day when the news first broke. I'm not discounting what you say, what you're saying, but, and I don't know that I'm really even disagreeing with it, but right now I don't have any reason to think that he will other than he just seems really young (laughs) from head coaching, head coaching wise to abruptly retire. Now he says it's not health reasons. That was one of the first questions. And I don't think that's what it is. And, And I'm really, really glad to know that Kelly Graham, like, pointed out several times and she could be onto something that you know his father passed away died of a sudden heart attack coaching football at i think at 57 years old uh if i remember right or 57 or 59 and so so maybe with him being close to the age that his father died you know maybe it's become a little bit of a wake-up call like wait a minute i'm missing life with my family or whatever yeah i don't know but I don't discount that that could be 
it could be something that simple that you just a, a guy like that just wakes up one morning and says, "Wait a minute, everything is in place for this program to succeed." Why Why am I still here? I know I'm going to retire in a couple years anyway. You have been around as many coaches as I have. You have seen coaches off the record, on the record, in front of the camera, away from the camera, dealing with their team behind closed doors. I've done the same thing. I can't tell how many meetings I've had with offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, basketball coaches, women's basketball coaches, head football coaches, across the board. And I know you will agree with what I'm about ready to say. You get into coaching and it becomes part of your life. I think when you're in sports in any career, it requires so much from you, it becomes ingrained in who you are. There's no doubt in my mind that's the case. But when you become a coach, it's even more chaotic and it's even more addictive. Mm -hmm. And so when it becomes that, it becomes nearly impossible for that to to just leave you and for you to be okay with it. And and it also, I don't think it's something, I wouldn't think it would be something that happens suddenly either without some type of life-changing event taking place. So it makes me wonder if those that work around him who have been with him for years and years, in hindsight, if they have seen maybe his motivation and his passion back off over the last couple of years, that from where it was because it just I mean I do agree with you it just seems odd that you're by by almost by definition of being a coach you're passionate about what you do you're extremely motivated you're driven to be better and all of a sudden you wake up one morning and go, I don't want to do this anymore seems like there would have been some some signs along the way first pitch from Daniel Gossett a strike to D Gordon who later grounded out to second on the second pitch from Goose so a good start, bottom of the first inning, Oakland with a 1-0 lead down at Miami. But, I, that, but that's not my point. My point is, once it's in you, it never leaves you, even if you think for that moment that it has. Maybe you're burned out, maybe you're concerned about health, maybe you're concerned about what happened with your father happening to you. At some point, there's only so many days you can go to the golf course or go to the beach when you've been a coach your entire life at programs like Florida and Oklahoma and you've won at the highest level and you've claimed a national championship and you're only 56 years of age. Remember the same kind of thing we think happened with Urban Meyer. At some point, he returns. Yeah, You're too competitive not to. That's my point. With all the coaches you've been around, you know how insanely competitive and how neurotic they can be at times as a result of just that DNA in their sports soul, Right. Steve Spurrier would disagree with you that it leaves Spurrier. quickly. <laughs> I mean, but, look, just a hey, it's Tuesday. I'm I'm out. <laughs> I mean, it has. That, that, that's a good counterpoint. <laughs> uh, Juan Carlos Stanton strikes out, so a really good start for Goose. Two outs, bottom of the first. You're really into this. Well, no, I mean, I you know the most I, attention we've given Oakland. Well, I mean, it's got it's Jose Canseco. <laughs> it's it's Gossett. So I and you know I I, I don't really know him that well, but. I probably called 70% of his starts. And so, you know, that, that maybe that's more of a reason I'm into it. The guy's making his major league debut. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Spurrier is a good counter argument, but he's kind of a different bird to begin with. He wants his original course. He wants to go out yeah. to the beach. And he was like that as a coach. You know, and the other difference, I, tr- I truly am not, not tr- well, I don't even have to explain why I'm about to say this. I don't think he ever had the con. He did not have the connection to South Carolina that Bob Stoops would have had to Oklahoma. I, I, I mean, he just wouldn't have. It was it was never there. I mean, Stoops won a championship at Oklahoma. He's been there. Uh, what, what was he there? Like nineteen years or something? Seventeen years. Took over ninety nine. So, you know, uh, Oklahoma Bob Stoops' first love. So that I guess that would be the one thing that I would say is different in the situation that it's uh, might have been easier to walk away from South Carolina than Stoops from Oklahoma. If you ask me right now to handicap the percentages of Bob Stoops returning to coach football at some level, 
in the next five years, I would say 75-25 he does. That's really? how high I would put it. Yes. I, it's hard to see him coaching somewhere other than Oklahoma. Well, maybe he was just sick of coaching there. You know, maybe there's a certain burnout associated with that one particular school. And how many times can you do the boomer chair on the speaking circuit every offseason? I mean, that's the one thing I think that is kind of difficult to consider. And how about this one, too? Stephen from Salem, 9861566 on the text line. Thank you for the location and for the name. Do you think Stoops retired because of the way he handled the Joe Mixon situation? Hmm. I can see being in a career and everything's going along just fine. You wake up one morning and you realize the complexity of that career has grown exponentially. I would have to believe as a head coach in 2017, it is exponentially more complex than what it was just 10 years ago. Namely because of social media, namely because of this debate, this mentality we have everywhere, including the show. Everybody wants a hot take. Everybody wants to give you an opinion. If you don't do that, you're boring and nobody wants to listen to you. So it's the era of outrage. If we coin that phrase here, it's exactly what it is. And with how the Mixon situation was handled, I mean, it felt like there was a bit of a cover-up. He was suspended. We didn't know what happened. Then we find out. Then the release of the video. Could that have been the straw that breaks the camel's back for Bob Stoops? Stephen in Salem, that's an outstanding point. You just wake up one day and you say, you know what, man? I have dealt with this so many different times, so many different ways. This is not what I signed up to do, and it's just gotten to be too much. We've won huge. We've won at the highest level at this Power 5 program. And that's it. That's a reasonable argument right there. That's a reasonable argument. It is. To your point, uh, on my personal text line, it was pointed out to me, and I just verified Nowhere in Bob Stoops' departure statement does he ever use the word retire. Right. Yes. Did not realize that. Right, right, right. And that, that's a telltale sign. That would be a, that's a, certainly a natural word to use when you're retiring. Right. <laughs> and so what's next? Any Power 5 opening that comes available next year, the rest of this decade, the next five to ten years, his name is going to surface as a possible candidate. Whether or not he wants to take those jobs is his call. Whether or not he wants to interview or at least listen to what somebody has to say, that's his call. But you better believe every single search firm has his agent's phone number and that every time a job comes open, there's going to be a phone call made to say, hey, would you be interested in coming out here to California? Would you be interested in returning to the SEC? Six five four seven six two seven, And at some point, I'm telling you once again, he will be tempted, at least tempted, to take one of those jobs or at least to interview or to find more, find out more about uh, what could be in place. I find it fascinating to see a coach like that step away from a job like that in the middle of the summer the way that Bob Stoops did. And a lot of people, I've been somewhat surprised have jumped off the Lincoln-Riley bandwagon, including this year and even long-term, and I think that's going to be a mistake. There, One of the theories, uh, before we go to the phone, that that is kind of floating around there is that uh, you know Stoops has been rumored to go to Notre Dame several times in the past and that uh, you know perhaps he's setting himself up to do that next year. Your little townhouse in Chicago you talked about. Yeah, the thing about that, though, is if if you were going to do that, why didn't you why don't why didn't you go ahead and coach this year at Oklahoma? Because you you've got a lot of indicators say. I mean, some people have them a dark horse national champion. Stop it! I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We're too good for that. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to hear that either. But I'm just just telling you what I read on the internet, which has to be true. Well, we'll take you to the Northland Communication phone line. Scott and Seneca up with us first today. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Doing well. Um, I'm glad for taking my call. I was just thinking as a, as a coach and uh, with his resume, as far as the uh, uh, speaking, uh, broadcasting, live for uh, ABC, CBS, NBC Sports on Saturday, uh, 
he would probably be the number one candidate. And if you were coaching, you'd probably like to deal with something like that than actually have to deal with Joe Mixon's problem. When you can just analyze the talent and what they, you know, the qualities instead of having to go through all the drama of dealing with 18-year-olds. <laughs> right. That's taxing. Scott, that's a great point. We thank you for that. I don't disagree. The only thing I'll say when it comes to a coach entering the broadcasting field, the good news is they never lose. And so you don't exit a two-hour broadcast and say to yourself, oh, you know, man, we lost that one. I mean, yeah, there's areas in which you can improve, but you don't lose. That's the good news. The bad news is you never win. And so you walk away from a two-and-a-half-hour basketball broadcast or four-and-a-half-hour college football broadcast in the case of Bob Stoops, and there's this empty feeling. You don't feel fulfilled because there was no victory. There's nothing you can really analyze. And in the broadcasting world, you, you typically don't get a ton of feedback unless you just do something dead wrong. So initially, you do it for a year or two as a former coach. You're thinking, this is the best thing in the world. I, I, I don't have to freak out about losing any games. and I get to analyze everything. And for a while, that works out perfectly. And then when reality slowly sets in, you understand that you never win. And that feeling in the locker room with your players and with your coaching staff and with the people that are close to you when you win never exists either. So you don't have the downs, but you also don't have the good times as well. Six five four seven six two seven. We'll step aside. Daniel Shirley joins us in hour two. And more of your phone calls coming up. You know, if you're a sole proprietor, your company has several hundred employees. Kiwi Financial advises on small group retirement plans. If you already have a plan, the independent financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group will do a comprehensive review to get you a more efficient plan to help save money and improve your returns. Discover successful business strategies with Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Give them a call today at 654-5043 or go online at kiwifg.com. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special, get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discount supply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Have you ever looked at your carpet after a cleaning and thought, man, what is that gunk and residue they left behind? Do you worry about the harsh chemicals that cleaning companies use that could harm your loved ones? Well, worry no more. Zero Res is the standout carpet cleaner brand you can count on. Their patented no-residue cleaning system leaves no man behind on your beautiful home. Call today at 864-588-7300. Zero Res. Spell it backwards or forwards. It's the right way to clean. Amanda Nix, a returning veteran who needed help. You get places a lot quicker when you ask for a little bit of help. And these these guys that we're helping are also veterans, so they understand, they get it. They're not going to look down on you for asking for a little bit of help. Upstate Warrior Solution provides a bridge to civilian life for warriors and their families. Help us to help them. Donate or volunteer at upstatewarriorsolution.org. Imagine this season diving into your own in-ground pool. Make it happen with Aqua Pool Care. For as little as 19000 you and your family will finally have your own backyard oasis. Aqua Pool Care has over 35 years of experience in commercial, residential, and pool renovations. Maybe your pool needs a new liner. They have plenty to choose from. Turn those hot days of summer into cool days and fun outdoor memories with Aqua Pool Care. Call them at 508-1885 or online at aquapoolcarellc.com. His eyes darted between the blue wire and then the red wire. Back to the blue, back to the red. A bead of sweat dropped from his brow to his hand, which grasped a pair of pliers. He took a deep breath, steadied himself, and cut both with one swift squeeze of his tool. <coughs> the boy screamed as the doctor pried the braces from his teeth. If this 20-second performance made you feel something, imagine what an entire Audible book can do. Visit audible.com to start your free 30-day trial. WCCP. You know how we roll. Bye-bye, commercials. Bye-bye, commercials. It is over here! 
Continues back at 105.5 The Roar, brought to you by our good friends at Complete Nutrition. We talk some more college football in this segment. Daniel Shirley joins us in hour number two. Uh, Complete Nutrition joining us about two years ago, and we can't thank him enough because it's keeping upper management slim and sexy. It's trying to do hey. the same thing for me, and they can also do the same thing for you. Tell us more, please, about our good friends at Complete Nutrition. I told you, we talked about the protein pizza earlier in the week. If I bring a protein pizza. A uh, here to the station and cook it in the the microwave in here. Would you sample it on the air? Would you be willing to do that? Correct. We did that with a protein coffee. Correct. Which is one of the best coffees I've ever had. Good for you. Uh, we talk about the Prime Drive all the time. I do know at their Anderson location, they say someone comes in every single day asking about the Prime Drive. In fact, some of the flavors are so. Uh, popular right now. They're having a hard time keeping them on the shelf. They also have all the pre and post workouts available, weight loss things, uh, the proteins, shakes. They have a long list of weight loss products for men and women, especially designed uh, you know, for each gender. And also, the, the thing that has helped me the most is all the things formulated for men over the age of 40, which is I'm convinced that it's it's one of the reasons why when you turn 40 years old, you start getting those love handles. You, you can't shut lose your mouth right the now. way you used to. shut your mouth. And when I say you, I'm talking about me. Uh, <laughs> so it's it is an outstanding place. And you can you know, you can go to you can go to the grocery store and buy things that are called vitamins. You can go to other vitamin type shops and the people there don't have any clue what they're talking about all they know is how much it costs and how to ring you up you go to complete nutrition they have the best products the boat the the most trained staff and they're going to put you with a product that is going to meet the may help you meet your goals it's simple as that online at completenutrition.com in spartanburg off of east blackstock road in greenville woodruff road in anderson the Electric City, North Main Street, across from the mall. Go by and see them online at CompleteNutrition.com. You can find the location nearest you. We encourage you to do it so that uh, you can share those unwanted pounds with all their different weight loss systems. They are the best, and we speak from experience with our good friends at Complete Nutrition. You, you mentioned when you turn 40, in your 40s. I remember exactly where I was when I was 9, and then I turned 10. I was born at like 5, 12 in the morning. And I'm kind of a light sleeper, so a lot of times I wake up in the early part of the morning. I remember waking up at 5.10 when I was nine years old and seeing the clock turn to 5.12 and thinking, okay, now I'm 10. I remember exactly where I was. When I went from 19 to 20, I remember exactly where I was. And it was good. When I went from 9 to 10, it was fantastic. Okay, I'm no longer in single digits. I'm growing up. 19 to 20, I'm in college. I was camping. It was fantastic. In my 20s now, let's go. 29 to 30, I was at a Clemson-NC State game. And it was fantastic. Celebrated the birthday beforehand, turned 29 to 30. Uh, a little painful, maybe. Now you're in your 30s, so you can't be as stupid as you were in your 20s. From 39 to 40 is a completely different beast. Totally different. I mean, if you're not careful, you can get downright depressed. Like, wait a second. I could be at the halfway point here. And in fact, according to most metrics, I'm beyond the halfway point. Meaning it's all downhill from here. So, it's tougher. It's harder to keep that weight off in your 40s. It was, that was kind of a painful deal. But I, I'm good with it now. I'm 41 now. Ben's you know, almost 50, so he's got a whole different you know, can of worms to worry about. That's his deal. I still feel like I'm in my prime, thanks to Complete Nutrition, and that was kind of a long-winded ad read, I suppose. But I feel a lot better because of our good friends at Complete Nutrition. Ben also makes a great point during that last segment. And by the way, Daniel Gossett now staked to a 4 nothing lead in Miami against the Marlins, making his Major League debut. 1-2-3 start to his career. Go Goose is what you can say there. But Ben makes a great point during our last break. 
we're talking about the surprising resignation of Bob Stoops as the head coach at Oklahoma last year. And we speculated that maybe the Sooners, according to some, could be a dark horse to win the national championship this season. And of course, here in Clemson, that virtually gets no love or respect. Russell Athletic Bowl, 40 to 6. Thank you very much. Orange Bowl, just a year later. Uh, shutting out Oklahoma in the second half after trailing 17 to 16 at the break and, and just turning in a dominating performance and Sir Baker planted on his Sir rear end. So not a lot of respect for OU, but the point is this. If big game Bob was taking a look at his big game schedule this fall, maybe this is one of the reasons he decided to step away when things were pretty good, minus the Joe Mixon PR disaster. Let's run through the gamut, shall we, rather quickly here. Because after a cupcake walk against UTEP at home, uh, Boomer Sooner travels up to the Ohio State University to face the same team that trumped them by three touchdowns in Norman last year. Ouch. Ohio State has a new offense, too, with Kevin Wilson, the former Indiana head coach, who also used to be at, surprise, surprise, OU. He was the offensive coordinator to Bob Stoops for all those years. Went to Indiana, become the head coach. Basically was forced out because he was too rough on his players, but still is a heck of an offensive mind. He will transform the Buckeyes' offense. Translation, OU gets destroyed again this year in the horseshoe. Yeah, Oklahoma, don't expect to go in there and win 31 to nothing or some crazy score like that. You're not going to win 31 to nothing. I see what you o- did there. Ohio State's not going to score zero Empty set, goose egg points in that game. Set. I love you. Don't empty think you're going to go up there and win 31 to nothing. Just randomly picking that score. Not 31 to nothing. No. It's not happening. OU opens with UTEP at home at Ohio State, and then Tulane invades Nixon Field. Before a road trip to Baylor, your guess is as good as mine is what that game looks like. Texas and Dallas, the annual grudge match at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. West Virginia at home to close the slate. TCU at home as well. At KU, nobody cares. And Texas Tech at home as well. But if you're counting up the road games, at Oklahoma State, preseason top 10. At Kansas State and the Fighting Bill Snyders, good luck. At Baylor, I don't know, neither do you, but it's still not going to be easy. And then at Urban with the Ohio State University. I count at least two, maybe three losses just in that group alone. And a lot of people would tell you they could lose maybe more than that. I... I think the number starts at three. The number road. starts at three. You think about their five their five road games or or at least games away from home with one of those being a neutral site game uh, with Texas. Those are all losable games. If you think about it, I mean, Oklahoma State, certainly losable. Kansas State, certainly losable. Ohio State, definitely losable. At Baylor, certainly losable. Texas in Dallas, uh, you, uh, what's Texas going to be? Nobody knows yet. You know, Tom Herman's there. They're going to score points. Yeah, I mean, now Oklahoma's going to be a better team. They're going to have better talent, but that doesn't mean that they're going to win the game. So, yeah, maybe maybe I uh, maybe I'm giving too much credit to next year's Oklahoma squad just because. I, I mean, you know, how I, I hold Sir Baker in very high regard, and I think his <laughs> seventh year as a senior there <laughs> is going to prove to be the year for them. Uh, but really, I mean, he's he's one of the better quarterbacks in the nation this year because he's been there. I mean, for is 14. he really? Is he really? Roy, the guy has been there since 1992. He knows the offense. <laughs> so the experience is what we're banking on here with Sir Baker and his uh, merry band of wide receivers and and now uh, his new head coach. He's I, older than his head coach, Roy. He knows the offense. I mentioned Lincoln Riley and how long he had been coaching at the collegiate level last week, going back to the conversations I had with him before I I called an Oklahoma game some two years ago. And I actually had the number wrong. Reading the articles, I I had said that he had been coaching in college for like 11, 12 years, actually 15 years. He has been coaching in college football for 15 years. So again, don't be fooled by the age of 34 and how young he is. In, In the coaching world, he's really not that young. He's not that young at all. And he's been in the Big 12 forever. As Cliff Kingsbury's backup, Texas Tech graduate assistant, did at OU forever. Well, not at OU forever, but at East Carolina, he's kind of bounced around. He's at Texas Tech as well. But he's been coaching college football for 15 years. I I think that that transition is going to work out very well. 
And I said last week, I thought that in the short term, I, I didn't know what Riley would be able to do. Looking at this schedule and thinking about how early the Ohio State game is being played, and it's a night game on ABC, so that's going to be the game day. That's going to be the, the the one contest everybody's going crazy about. So there's going to be a lot of hype. Kevin Wilson's going to want to make a point about how good of a play caller he is at Ohio State. Urban's going to want to make a point because the last time the country will have seen them will really be uh, the, uh, the I was going to say the Orange Bowl, but the Fiesta Bowl massacre in which he was shut out for the first time in his head coaching history. Ohio State's going to put it on Oklahoma again in that game. And so the fact that that one is so early, that could walk OU down a path that it's just not used to. Cupcakes in two out of the first three weeks. But then at Baylor, at Ohio State, the Texas game in mid-October, at Kansas State the week after. And that Kansas State game, too, not at a good portion, uh, a good point on the schedule. Right after the Red River rivalry game down in Dallas, Mm -hmm. they get hyped up for that. You know, Lincoln's going to be hyped up for it. And then to go to Kansas State where you watch them on film and they're not as athletic or they're not as quick as what you would like, but they're extremely well coached and they don't beat themselves. Kansas State is a slightly better version of what Jim Grobe did at Wake Forest when they won the ACC. I mean, Snyder's done it for a longer period of time, but like when you would watch Wake Forest, then they didn't blow you away necessarily on film, but they were so fundamentally sound and so well coached and knew what your schemes and tendencies were going to be that they neutralize any kind of massive athletic advantage that you had. And to Grobe's credit, you know, he did have a couple of, of high round draft picks that he was able to squeeze in there. Alfonso Smith, Curry, the linebacker, he had a couple and Kansas State's had a couple too. But you just don't storm into Manhattan the week after you play Texas down in Dallas and think that that's going to be an easy contest. That's at an awful point of the schedule. An awful point. And then Oklahoma State just two weeks later. Ooh. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, in my estimation, is staring at, at nine and three this season and a step back from where they've been. And some of those losses, I think, will be ugly. I would tell you nine and three, then they've won a game where they were probably an underdog. I mean, I could you could you not see them being a dog at at uh, at Ohio State? Certainly at at. Oklahoma State certainly, uh, maybe at Kansas State. I, I mean, depending on, I mean, K State could be undefeated at that point still. Kansas State, they yeah. they they do that like one one year out of every four. And, the, and I think this is going to be the year for them. At least that's what they think. We'll see. I've got people sending us texts. The implication that Bob Stoops was maybe diagnosed with a heart condition about a month ago, and that caused him to consider stepping down. I haven't seen anything on that. Uh, I, I I don't know if that's accurate. I don't I, honestly. I don't think that it is, but we'll see if he ever ends up back in coaching. And it's amazing how much stronger the heart can be after a couple of years, where maybe it hasn't been tested the way that it would be as a head coach. And your emotions reside on all these eighteen to twenty-two year olds week in and week out. Interesting stuff. We'll talk some more college football coming up, and in fact an article that we teased several weeks ago that we never got to. The college football fan base is most cool with their head coach, according to our friends at the Associated Press. want to talk about that. We'll also get to Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph, coming up in our second hour. And we've got a lot more headed your way on a very busy Wednesday. More of your phone calls, 654-7627. Back with those and a lot more. That's coming up next. Keeping us safe from unruly fans in the Blue Ridge Security Studio. What are our young people coming to these days? We are WCCP. Clemson Greenville. 1055. The Roar. Locked up tight. In the Blue Ridge Security Studio. The flagship station for all things sports. WCCP. Clemson Greenville. 105.5. The Roar. At Simmons Mattress Outlet in Seneca, we've added new models with the new year. We now carry both Serta and Beautyrest for more selection and more savings on your new mattress. We have the largest in-stock inventory around, so you can always find the mattress you need at the right price. 
And when you buy your new mattress, we give you the box spring free. Open seven days a week. Simmons Mattress Outlet is located in the old Walmart across from Chick-fil-A in Seneca. Now is the best time to increase your business's productivity and reduce costs. Because right now, you can get 60 meg Spectrum Business Internet for just $39.99 per month. That's over 10 times faster than AT&T 6 meg DSL for less. Add Spectrum Business Voice and get unlimited long distance and advanced calling features for only $29.99 a month per line. And best of all, there are no contracts, no taxes, and no hidden fees. So call 866-371-3555. You'll get faster internet for just $39.99 per month. Advanced voice for only $29.99 a month per line. Over 99.9% network reliability. And no contracts, no taxes, and no hidden fees. So call 866-371-3555 and switch to Spectrum Business today. That's 866-371-3555. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Vehicles repairs can be a painful experience, but don't let them be. The experts at My Garage are here to treat your vehicle like the major investment it is. Call today to make your appointment at 633-5800 or visit us at 551 Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. Hey, y'all. Caleb here from Local Cube. Did you know we offer amazing monthly 